الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وابتغوا إليه الوسيلة وجاهدوا في سبيله لعلكم تفلحون صدق الله العظيم وسبحانه وتعالى الكريم برادرز والنلدز القرآن الكريم numerous places with great amount of affection Allah tabarak wa ta'ala addresses the believers ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu O you who believe This is a very affectionate address This is an address showing that you are mine Because Allah Ta'ala has in numerous places given us given mankind the command to believe in him Now there are those who have said labbaik to this they have responded to this they have brought iman So Allah Ta'ala with affection addresses his believing servants Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu And in many many places of the Quran Sharif The command with this comes of taqwa Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqullaha haqqa tuqati Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqullaha wa qulu qawlan sadeeda So many ayat of the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala addresses the believers Ya ayuhal ladheena amanu O you who believe Together with that the aspect of taqwa This is the foundation For what will Be achieved thereafter If taqwa has been adopted Then whatever else is Meant to be acquired will be acquired If taqwa is adopted Then Whatever Allah Ta'ala has in store for this believer to take, inshallah he'll be able to take it. So here also in this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqullah. O you who believe, fear Allah Ta'ala. This is the first thing. And in this Allah Ta'ala has kept everything. In this taqwa is everything. In this taqwa is a person's rizq. وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهِ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ The one who adopts taqwa, Allah Ta'ala will make a way out of every problem for him. وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ And grant him rizq from sources he cannot imagine. Allah Ta'ala is not dependent on any external means to grant a person rizq. That is sunnatullah, that is the system Allah Ta'ala has placed in dunya. That a person will generally adopt a certain means and via that means Allah Ta'ala will grant him that risk. So that is the system Allah Ta'ala has placed in dunya. But that system doesn't give him. That means doesn't provide for him. Provider is still Allah Ta'ala. And therefore if Allah Ta'ala wills from that means Allah Ta'ala will provide for him. Allah Ta'ala wills then from some other means Allah will provide. And if Allah Ta'ala wills then despite all the means a person nothing will come. 
So the main prescription Allah Ta'ala is giving that whatever the means are, all that is in his place, adopt the means in a reasonable manner. But remember, The one who has taqwa, fears Allah Ta'ala, turns to Allah Ta'ala, submits to Allah Ta'ala. And he totally hands himself over to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala will make a way out of every problem and difficulty for him. And grant him from sources he cannot even imagine. This is the system Allah Ta'ala has placed. Yes, dunya is dunya, and among the biggest challenges is the challenge that a mu'min faces in the line of wealth, among the big biggest challenges. Other lines as well, other issues in life as well, but among the biggest is in the line of earning his risk. Because this is where shaitan will come with all kinds of temptation. And bring him to the point where he is now tempted to cross the line in order to what he believes is a means of gaining that risk. Whereas the risk is Allah Ta'ala has already promised Your risk and sustenance is in the heavens. Comes from above. The doorway it comes through is on the ground. But it descends from above. So this is taqwa brings a risk as well. And taqwa brings the closeness of Allah Taala. Taqwa brings the muhabbat of people around one. That in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says that Allah Ta'ala will put mawaddat and love in the hearts of those for, for those who have taqwa. So now a person has acquired the fear of Allah Ta'ala. He is conducting himself in a way that Allah Ta'ala is pleased. Allah Ta'ala puts the love of those around him, the love for himself in the hearts of those around him. His own family, his children, his neighbors, people who come into contact with him, his associates, his colleagues. But now this comes from where it comes from Allah Ta'ala's side. And like that, so many things, everything the Quran Sharif is filled with, what taqwa brings. This, this is a topic that we hear about over and over again. And the Quran Sharif is filled with it. It's meant to be repeated over and over again. Because this is the crux of everything. So in this ayat also Allah Ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu taqullah. And then together with this, وَبْتَغُوا إِلَيْهِ الْوَسِيلَةَ that search for the means of closeness to Allah Ta'ala. This is the meaning of wasila in this ayat. The means of closeness. Search for it. Wabtahu. Have that talab for it. And seek it. This talab. Talab is a very great thing. Whoever has achieved anything in terms of deen, then it hasn't been without two essential qualities. Other aspects as well. For example, ikhlas goes without saying. Without ikhlas, nothing will be achieved. And like that, many, many other aspects. But with the other things, two very essential and fundamental aspects. No person has progressed in deen without these two things. One is adab, and the other is talab. Adab, the respect, 
respect for everything, respect for everything to do with deen, and respect for everyone to do with deen. No person has made any progress in deen without adab. And in fact, adab is such a thing that it sometimes, if where adab is lacking, and in its place comes disrespect, it can be even more dangerous than major sins. Can be more dangerous than Gunai Kabira. The Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, addressing the Sahaba Ikram, that La Tarfa'u Aswatakum Fawqa Sawtin Nabi Wala Tajharu Lahu Bil Kaul Kajahri Badikum Li Badim An Tahbata Ama Lukum Wa Antum La Tashuru. They don't call unto Rasulullah and address him like how you call unto one another, just shout out. Some Bedouins came along and they were not cultured and etiquette had not yet come in their life. They had not never learned this. So they came in their normal manner and they from behind, they were still away. They are shouting to Nabi Salaam, Ya Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So on this, this ayat of the Quran Sharif was revealed. Don't go about it in this way. And don't raise your voice above his voice. Now what is being taught? Etiquette. But because Nabi Sallallahu is of the deserves the highest respect in the entire makhluk of Allah Ta'ala. So now this disrespect is so dangerous, Allah Ta'ala says, أَنْتَحْبَتَ أَعْمَالُكُمْ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَشْعُرُونَ Beware that your disrespect can nullify all your actions and amal. To the extent that the Mufassirin explained that even iman is an amal. So this ayat includes even iman of a person. That the dis- disrespect of Rasulullah Wasallam will even wipe out a person's iman also. Now this is an amal, uh, this is an aspect of adab. So without adab, nobody has achieved anything. And together with adab is the aspect of talab. Adab and talab. That Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, among his attributes is that Allah ta'ala is ghani. He is independent. We are, ya ayyuhan nas, antumul fuqara'u ilallah. Wallahu huwa al-ghaniyul hamid. Oh people, you are totally in need of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is independent. And to the extent that a person shows talab, to that extent Allah Ta'ala will grant him. Person standing on the street corner, and he's got both his hands in his pocket, and somebody passes by, and he says, Lord, how's a tender and something? The solo got both his hands in his pocket, maybe he's already full. And then there's the other person who's standing there with both his hands out. Now a person sometimes trying to avoid stopping to, but he is now taken by that sight. That sight of desperation. Uh, he has made himself look so desperate because of that. What he wants, that is the talab that he's showing. The fellow with his, both his hands in his pocket, very likely that everybody will pass by him. And this person is difficult to pass by. This person is difficult to just overlook. This is the aspect of talab. And when there is sincere talab, the person is genuinely putting his begging bowl before Allah Ta'ala. Dua, this is the means of begging from Allah Ta'ala. And when a person is genuinely making dua, this is a sign of his talab. Many a times, person undertakes everything. Everything in terms of means. 
everything in terms of whatever arrangements he could have made. Whatever things he could have done in his capacity, he's done. But he hasn't shown talab to Allah Ta'ala that, Ya Allah, you are the doer. And only you will make it happen. And the manner of expressing that talab is by turning in very, very humble dua. One is our dua, the dua that sometimes we are also not aware of what we are saying, how we are saying it. Or what even we said also. Even if a person knows the meanings of the du'as that he is reciting, he doesn't even know which one he recited, when it came and when it went. So that du'a is devoid of talab. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam says, "Inna Allah Taala la yasmau ila du'a'i qalbin lahin." Allah Taala doesn't listen to the du'a of an inattentive heart. The tongue is saying something, and the heart is somewhere else. The heart is nowhere conforming to what the tongue is engaged in. The heart is engaged in something else. So this is the, there's no talab in the heart. So Allah Ta'ala also doesn't listen to this plea. Among the du'as that are most accepted, most closest to acceptance, is the du'a at the time of the, of tahajjud, the last one third of the night. Now that is from Allah Ta'ala's side, that this is the du'a that is the closest to acceptance. But the point apparently in it is that the person who woke up in that last portion of the night to beg Allah Ta'ala, this is showing extra talab. He sacrificed his sleep, woke up in the last part, portion of the night, now he's raising his hands in front of Allah Ta'ala. And this dua is the way to get a person's needs fulfilled, get a person's problems resolved, get a person's uh, whatever his difficulties are, get it uplifted. And it's a means of gaining the closeness of Allah wa ta'ala. Unfortunately, many a times, we give more importance, everything is in its place, everything has its place within the limits, but we give more importance to sometimes material means, and then sometimes, Maybe not material means, but some wazifa, for example. That's in his place, for example, reciting a certain thing so many times. It's all in his place. But even that doesn't supersede the rank of dua. No matter how somebody might have expressed it, this is an extremely uh, experienced and tried and tested wazifa for this end result. All that's in his place. Not to deny anything, the names of Allah Taala, for example, every name of Allah Taala is filled with great blessings, barakat, with power. But everything in its place, it still cannot come anywhere close to what is the power of du'a, because this is something Allah Taala Himself has given us. The other things are based on experience. The repetition of a certain word from the Qur'an Sharif, certain name of Allah Ta'ala, repeated so many times, has a certain effect. It's in his place. It's based on experience. Dua is something Allah Ta'ala himself has given. But this insan is ready to do everything else. He's not ready to pick his begging bowl in front of Allah Ta'ala. So the talab he's not showing. And when he's not showing talab, in deen, when anything has come, it has not come without talab. 
Other aspects are also necessary, but one of the essential ingredients in it is talab. And to the extent of talab a person shows to Allah Ta'ala. And sometimes is that talab in the heart, some little talab also, but it's sincere, genuine. In that moment it can just change a person's entire life. So one great muhaddith, Imam Qa'nabi Rahmatullah the Ustad of Imam Bukhari Rahmatullah Ustad of Imam Abu Dawud Rahmatullah Now can you imagine the caliber of the person is Ustad of Imam Bukhari Rahmatullah But his, his initial life his initial life was that he was just a person of the street involved in all kinds of uh, well a very free life not in concerned about deen just carrying on with life involved in all kinds of misdeeds one day as he's walking on the road another great muhaddis of the time Al-Qama bin Hajjaj he has just completed his dars of hadith just completed his lesson of hadith now he's sitting on his horse and he's just started riding off so this person Imam Ka'nabi who that time was still just a free person not concerned about anything he came and caught hold of the rein of the horse. And he stopped it and he's saying to Al-Qamam bin Hajjaj that tell me one hadith. And then now in the middle of the road, the person now what condition he might have been in that time to I say, tell me one hadith. Now in the manner he said it too was perhaps very abrupt, rude, but it apparently came out on the basis of some talab that came in his heart. So first, Am Al-Qawah said to him that, is this the place and this is the manner that Hadith Sharif is going to be given and taken? You come into the masjid, come into the dars of Hadith and inshallah I will teach you also. So he says, no you tell me now. That was his manner and that was his way about things. He says, no you tell me now, give me one Hadith now. So again he tried to explain to him, this is not the manner and way that Hadith Sharif is given and taken. It has its own etiquette that needs to be observed now here in this manner so when he said it for the third time so Imam Al-Qama commenced his sanad, his chain of narration Haddasana Fulan, he started off and he just mentioned one hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that إِذَا لَمْ تَسْتَحِي فَاسْنَعْ مَا شِئْتَ this was on the spur of the moment that he gave him this one hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said when a person doesn't have haya then he'll do anything this is the crux of this hadith sharif if you don't have shame then do what you wish in other words a person who doesn't have haya, shame, modesty doesn't have this words of modesty and shame can never come anywhere close to what the actual the meaning of haya is it is far deeper than what the words shame and modesty convey so Nabi Islam is saying that if a person doesn't have haya, then it won't bother him what he does. And if somebody tries to advise him also, he says, it's my life, don't worry about it. If somebody else sees me doing something, so what? His reply will be, so what? And as soon as he heard this hadith, it was like a bolt hit him, bolt of lightning. And he just stood stunned for a while. 
And then he released that rain and Imam Al-Qama moved on and he then moved back, went away home. But when he went home, there was already something happened to him. That night he made sincere toba. That was the beginning of his new life. There's one hadith Sharif he heard, but this must have come from some talab. In the way he went about it was wrong. It was not the correct manner. But that was his life at that time. But there was some search. There might have been some kai inside. And that one moment, having heard in that condition that Hadith Sharif would talab, changed his life. And then he started progressing in deen, started progressing in ilm, to the point that he became the Ustad of Imam Bukhari. Now from where to where? And this on the basis of talab. Hazrat Mufti Shafi Sahib says that when I anybody is giving some talk of deen it might be somebody who is just a simple person giving some simple words of advice of deen now sometimes for example now a jamaat has come now somebody one new person too is giving some well, six points or something now just as an example to say anybody and I have some commitment whatever the case is but even for a minute I will stop and listen for a minute, I will stop and listen carefully, then I'll move on and carry on with my work. And the reason, now he be talking about that person who was given the title of Mufti Azam of the whole of Pakistan in his time. Where there are thousands of Muftis of a very high caliber. And in the midst of all of them, he is being given the title of the Grand Mufti of the entire country. Person who authored numerous works, his tafsir is no alim can do without it and he's saying despite having reached this rank despite having been honored with these titles saying even for one minute I will listen carefully why? because we don't know at which moment something that that person might say in his sincerity might affect my heart and change me for the better. In that one moment, some word might come out of his mouth with that ikhlas that he said it in his simple way, might just change my life for the better. Now this is one little uh, point that he is going to be hearing, but the mindset with which he is listening to it, that the mindset is and that heart that is a talab that perhaps this person something might come from his tongue which might change my life that's the talab and that is the talab that brings the benefit so this talab is a very very essential thing nobody has gained anything without adab and without talab both these things are necessary to the extent that a person has had adab and especially adab of every aspect of deen for example the lesson of adab comes in terms of a person listening to the adhan. In the hadith sharif it comes, a person who listens to the adhan and responds to it. Min qalbihi, from his heart, he's listening to the words of the muazzin, and min qalbihi, from his heart he's responding. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, muazzin says, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah, he's responding. Hayya ala salah, hayya ala falah, la hawla wa la quwata illa billah. And thereafter, 
he recites the masnoon dua after adhan so nabi sallallahu says wajabat lahu shafa'ati my shafa'at and intercession becomes wajib now what is this in lieu of this is in lieu of the adab and the respect he showed to the adhan so adab without adab nothing has happened and adab has opened big doors for people there's one hadith in books of hadith Bukhari Sharif etc about one deputation that came of the Abdul Qais lengthy incident in the books of hadith so the background this whole tribe became Muslim and the entire tribe they, they sent a deputation to come to Rasulullah to come and learn some aspects of deen and come back and teach them but what was the background to these people coming into Islam that one of their people one person from this tribe Munqid bin Hayyan was his name he had come to Madinah Munawwara come for just his trade for business and he was sitting on the roadside somewhere at that time and as he was sitting there Nabi Islam happened to pass so when he saw Rasulullah he was not a Muslim he had just come for business but out of respect he stood up he stood up out of respect so Nabi Islam came to him and he greeted him and then he asked him who are you, where are you from so he explained I am so and so, I come from this place, Bahrain the tribe of Rabi uh, Abdul Qais so Nabi Islam started asking him all the questions about the people of the tribe the leaders of the tribe taking each one's name and he got amazed, he got really astounded Nabi Islam knows all the leaders of my community and he's asking about each one in detail with each one's name this too is a lesson that for the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made these this, this rabt, this contact by means of knowing people so in any case he got very amazed at this he accepted Islam the lengthy incident but the lesson in this is that what became the catalyst that out of respect for Rasulullah Sallallahu he stood up at that time the Nabi Sallallahu was passing there and to greet him so Nabi Sallallahu came to him and this conversation ensued and this became the means of him coming to Islam he went back and became the means of the entire tribe coming to Islam and then eventually this tribe came this deputation came with their leader Ashaj and when they came Nabi Sallallahu to, to visit him so from the distance as soon as they saw him everybody jumped off their conveyances their horses and camels whatever and in this extreme love they rushed to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi but this Ashaj the leader of this whole deputation and he was a leader of the whole tribe he didn't come immediately he came very now everybody had just jumped off and rushed off so he gathered everybody's things put it together on one side arranged everything properly then went and changed his clothes etc because now they come from a long journey dust laden cleaned himself freshened himself and then came with a lot of respect to Nabi Salaam to now greet him so Nabi Salaam said to him that there are two very noble traits in you which Allah Ta'ala loves when he came in this manner Nabi Salaam said to him that there are two traits in you two qualities in you which Allah Ta'ala loves one is Al-Hilm and the other is Anat 
Helm, tolerance. Helm is that a person doesn't become overwhelmed by his anger. He doesn't become overcome by anger. He is in control of the anger. The anger doesn't take control of him. He doesn't have to apologize the next day for what he did in anger. Because already the damage is done. It will be repaired to a point only. One father was giving his son the advice. So he gave him one nail one day. I told him, see that wooden fence, they go knock this nail on the fence. So he went and knocked it. The next day he gave another nail. Go knock this one also. He doesn't know, the son doesn't know where this is heading to. So he went and knocked the other one. And the third day, then he gave him two, three nails. Go knock these. Eventually in time, that whole fence was filled with nails. So, called him one day, he says, what, what can you see? He says, the whole nail fence is filled with nails. So he gave him a hammer now. Now you go and take all the nails out. So he went, he started taking all the nails out. So he took it out and he says to him that, what do you see now? He says, well, no nails there. He says, fine, no nails there, but is the fence the same? He says, no, it's full of holes. Because the nails are out, but it's still full of holes. So he said to him, look, this is the effect of your anger. That in your anger, you'll be knocking nails all over the place, in people's hearts and wherever. Then you'll take it out also. But after you take it out, those holes will still remain. It'll take a while for that to close up. Not that the, because the nail came out, you said, okay, Marv, shook hands also, shook hands so vigorously that all, the hand almost came out also. But that is not going to just change that situation immediately. That hole in the fence is still going to be there for a while. Until time, expansion and contraction and whatever will happen, the heart, alhamdulillah, is not as rigid as that. And at the same time, it's more sensitive than that as well. So in any case, this was the lesson. One is he said to him that you have this very good quality in you. You have helm. You have this tolerance. You are not somebody who is overcome by emotion. Because anger is an emotion. And where did this now? At that time, he didn't display anything. There wasn't anything that provoked him. But that time, there was a very positive emotion. Everybody had just hopped off their conveyances out of that extreme love. So at that time, it didn't even occur to them that, look, first let us just get our things in place. And then we'll do what we have to do. Then we'll, we'll achieve what we have come for. Now, they were overcome by that emotion, which was a very positive thing, a very positive emotion. But the better thing to do at that time was what Ashaj did, what their leader did. So he was somebody that didn't become overcome by emotion. Insan is insan. Insan has feelings. We are not made of stone and concrete. We are not built like this pillar. We'll have feelings. Emotions will run through our hearts and minds. Positive emotions, negative emotions, all kinds of things will happen. But this insan, he will be always over in control of his emotions. Person who has helm. And the other thing Nabi Sallallahu said to him, Al-Anath. Anath means that a person who is not hasty in his decisions, he is far-sighted. He looks ahead and then decides. He doesn't decide first and then think now what should be done? Why? What, what's the right thing to do? Finish make the decision already 
and now the person is considering what was the right thing to do. So this is something Nabi Sallallahu taught on this occasion that these are qualities which Allah Ta'ala loves. The aspect of tolerance, the aspect of being far-sighted, thinking ahead and then deciding. Not being hasty in a person's decisions. On the spur of the moment now a person is just doing anything, making decisions, saying things and then sometimes he's saying things that are resulting in disaster for himself or others. So these are lessons that we learn from the life of Rasulullah The topic nevertheless we were discussing was Talab, the aspect of Talab That Adab and Talab These are things in this ayat of the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala says Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqullah Wabtahu ilayhi al-wasilata Wajahidu fi sabilihi la'allakum tuflihoon Search for the means of closeness to Allah Ta'ala In this comes all the amal of deen Anything and everything, every opportunity a person gets to do something that will take him closer to Allah Ta'ala. How often it happens, a person has walked through the entire marketplace because he has to go from one point to the next. His business is there, his work is there, whatever. He spent hours there, but how many times do we recite the fourth kalima in the marketplace? Whereas what is the reward of it? Oh, one million sawab and reward. But now this is a person who is conscious and who is searching person who has got, got this talab, I need to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. Now every chance he gets, he's passing through that marketplace, he's deciding la, la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la. Now that's one example out of innumerable things. Every opportunity that he can do something, if for, he can just say one subhanallah, he won't let that opportunity just go. He can just do something to make somebody happy, bring happiness to the heart of a mu'min. That this too is a great ibadat, idkhalu sururi fi qalbil mu'min. He'll do that. He can smile at somebody. Unfortunately, he'll only remember to smile where it's haram for him to smile. And where it's sawab and ibadat for him to smile, in his own house, and his own wife, they he'll forget. Other people's wives he'll remember. So, this is now a person who is conscious and who is searching to get to Allah Ta'ala. Then he will be now taking advantage of every opportunity he can. وَجَاهِدُوا فِي سَبِيلِهِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ Allah Ta'ala says, and strive in his path, in the path of Allah Ta'ala, so that you may be successful. This mujahada, in all its various forms and ways. And without mujahada, success is something that a person can't get even in aspects of dunya. Even for the very, very meager things of dunya, mujahada is required. So jannat, jannat which the, no person can even imagine, which no eye has seen, no ear has heard of. It hasn't passed, the thought hasn't passed any heart. Is that going to come without mujahada? That too requires mujahada. So these are things that we need to be conscious about and all the time increasing this talab, increasing this yearning. And one of the very, very essential things in this talab is this dua. As much as we can engage ourselves in dua, after the first salah, after our nawafil, in various times, between the adhan and iqamat, this is a time of dua, and the time before sunset, and the time of tahajjud especially, whichever other times, there is no specification of time, but there are certain more, there are times with more significance, where the dua is closer to acceptance. So these are among those most significant times, Allah Ta'ala grant us the reality of talab, the reality of adab, 
Allah Ta'ala grant us the reality of deen and make us among his true servants. Akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم دل میرا ہو جائے ایک میدان ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیطان دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناماسیاں تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ 
اب تو رہیں بس تادم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہ جل جلالہ عم نوالہ اللہ موسیقی 
انك انت العز الاكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب الينا الايمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره الينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان واجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم اسقنا غيثا مغيثا هنيئا مريئا مريعا نافعا غير ضار عاجلا غير اجل اللهم اسقنا الغيث ولا تجعلنا من القانطين اللهم اسقنا الغيث ولا تجعلنا من القانطين اللهم اسقنا الغيث ولا تجعلنا من القانطين اله العالمين يا الله ومسبوسفول مسجريشس مسكين مسلمين الله اله العالمين يا الله واكنولجينج اول اور سينز اند فولتس اند ميستيكس يا الله يا الله ذيس نثينج ذات از هيدن فروم يو يا الله يا الله يو نو ذا انسين اند ذا سين يا الله يا الله وات از ان فرنت اند وات از هيدن एवरीथिंग इज इन फ्रंट ऑफ यू يا الله اله العالمين يا الله يو فورغيف اس يا الله فورغيف اول اور ميجر اند ماينر سينز يا الله يا الله فورغيف اور فاميليز يا الله فورغيف ذا انتاير امه اوف رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا الله فورغيف ذا امه يا الله يا الله شو يا رحمه ذا امه يا الله يا الله جرانت اس اند ذا انتاير امه ذا توفيق اوف ذوز اعمال ذات بين down your rahmat ya allah ya save us in the entire ummah from those amal that bring down adab ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah we acknowledge whatever the difficulties are is due to our misdoings ya allah ya allah you forgive us ya allah ya allah give us the tawfiq of ya allah every moment of our life to be in your obedience ya allah ya allah grant us your muhabbat and love ya allah fill our hearts with your muhabbat ya allah ya allah fill our hearts with the love of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam fill our hearts with the love of deen ya allah ya allah grant us the reality of talab ya allah grant us the reality of adab ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah fill our hearts with the talab of deen ya Allah ilahul alamin for too long we have had talab of dunya alone ya Allah ya Allah grant us the talab of deen ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah save us from all the fitna and fasad ya Allah ya Allah grant us istiqamah on deen ya Allah enable us to perform our five times salah with jamaah ya Allah ya Allah save us from all the fitna and fasad ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah all those who have passed away fill their qabrs with noor ya Allah ya Allah grant them the high stages in the akhirah ya Allah ya Allah the time of our death take us with the kalima la ilaha Allah Muhammadur Rasulullah Allah take us on iman kamil ya Allah take us on taubatan nasuh ya Allah Allah take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you ya Allah Allah make our qabrs gardens of jannah for us ya Allah Allah grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allah give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning ya Allah Allah all those are sick give them shifaa kamila ajila mustamira daima Allah those who are in any difficulties and hardships remove it with afiyat ya Allah Ilahul alamin ya Allah those who are in financial problems remove their problems with afiyat ya Allah Allah give halal and tayyib rizq to one and all ya Allah Allah fill each one's rizq with barakah ya Allah Ilahul alamin remove each one's hardships and difficulties ya Allah Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khairi ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sta'adaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta almusta'an wa 'alayka albalagh wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi al-'aliyyil 'azim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in walhamdulillah